hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Book Babes Banter, your go-to place to listen to all things bookish. Every episode, we're going to talk about what we're currently reading and dive into bookish themes. I'm Sal. And I'm Soph. And we're so excited to meet you. Okay, first episode. So, Soph, what are you currently reading? Um, I don't have a current book that I want to read yet, but I finished one. Well, I finished two yesterday and they were really good. When did you start them? Yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know me, once I start a book, I finish it almost in the same day. But I guess the most recent one I finished was Borgas and it was it's by Honey Phillips and it's a part of the How the Aliens Were One series. Um, I read her other books. It's like a series on series trope and it was really good. And this one I had saved in my list of like waiting for something to release. And it was secretly married to my monster alien boss. Um, And it's a monster alien billionaire boss series (laughs) by Vera Ray. A few months ago, I read the first one, and I'm, like, so excited for the full series. There's one more book coming out, I think, in the full series. What about you? What are you currently reading? I am currently reading – honestly, I'm not currently reading something right now. I need to pick my next book. Oh, no, no, no. That's not true. I just started. I don't know if I'm going to finish or if this is kind of just, like – a book that I'm browsing in between my next read, but it's called A Magic Steeped in Poison. I think the setup is the magic system is through tea. So you have this society where there are tea preparers. Um, There's like magic infused in the tea that they brew. And then the main character, like this happens within the first chapter, but the main character, she goes to this tournament that is being held by the royal court. And the winner of that tournament gets to be the court's like official tea person and they get a favor from the family as well and she wants to do it so that she can um, use the favor to help cure her sister's illness so I'm checking that out I I don't know it like there's nothing wrong with the story I don't know if I'm in the mood for that right now I feel like maybe yeah. I want to read something more light uh, but right before I like just the other day I just finished Dread Nation by Justina Ireland and that one was a historical fiction set in late 18th century America and there is a zombie apocalypse happening and it follows the main character Jane who is at the equivalent of a residential school for black kids because the government has black and indigenous children um, trained to fight the zombie plague. So there's uh, technically Mm -hmm. like slavery has ended because of the zombie plague, but instead they just use black and indigenous people as slaves to fight off this army, uh, this plague. So I just finished that. Um, And and like before that, I read a bunch of like I read some other heavy books as well. So I think maybe something lighthearted next. 
for our first episode, we thought we'd do a little like quick bookish Q and A, um, just so you guys can get to know us a little bit better. So, Sal, first question: What are your top three books of twenty twenty three? Okay, this was really hard, but when I looked through my Goodreads, the ones that I felt like could still stand out throughout the entire year, we have Persopolis which is a memoir graphic novel about the author's childhood growing up in Iran. And she, her childhood... Oh, wait, I read this. Have Sorry. you? I, yeah, yeah, I read this a few... Well, I read it in college, but I read it a few years ago. I was like, wait, this sounds familiar. But yeah. yeah um, so Persopolis by Marjane Satrapi. Um, but yeah, like in her childhood, she lived through the overruling of the Shah and the rise of the Islamic revolution and the Iraq war. So a lot of like heavy major events happening in her childhood in, in the heart of a lot of this, um, different kinds of conflict. So that was really eye opening for me. And it was very touching. I And I think that the graphic novel format really complemented the story because it's a story of her, it's a, it's about her childhood as well. So Persopolis for sure. Uh, my next one is Fenbog and Swamp by Annie Prue. And what's interesting about the author is she is the author of Brokeback Mountain. And oh. yeah, and I guess I she didn't even know it was a book. I know, I know, right? And it won a Pulitzer as well. Um, Or she won a Pulitzer, I should say. But yeah, Fenbog and Swamp is her second nonfiction. And it's about the, it's a short history of peatland, which is a type of wetland, and its role in the climate crisis. So something about me is I really love nature. And one way that I express that is by reading about it. And so I was just like, it really just lit up my brain learning about wetlands and I think that she wrote it in a very in a way that was easy to digest Mm -hmm. um and then finally my third pick is Say Nothing a true story of murder and memory in Northern Ireland by Patrick Radden Keefe and so this is a narrative nonfiction about it follows a murder that happened during the troubles in Northern Ireland, but he uses that as the start or like a gateway to talk about the troubles in general, like overall. And it was so, it was very riveting. You want to know what happens next. And you also learn about this very important piece of history. And while I was reading it, I was like, wow, I knew nothing about Ireland, apparently. Um, (laughs) Like, seriously, I knew nothing about Ireland until I read this. Not that like I know everything now, but so much more than I did previously. So uh, I really enjoyed that. And I listened to an audio book and I would highly recommend if uh, you're looking for something that is particularly good on audio. So Persopolis, Say Nothing, Ben Bog and Swamp. What about you, Soph? Um, Okay, this was really hard for me because I read like 210 books in 2023. (laughs) Uh, My goal was not to be as much as 2022 um, in less than half. Wow, your goal was to read less. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But 
Okay, so the thing is, I had two books that I really wanted to come out in 2023, and they were going to be my fave, but yeah. then they didn't come out. The authors oh. didn't do it. So I'll. it was really hard because I wanted to put those in, but mm-hmm. the main one that I wanted coming out in 2023 was uh, Runix's The Syndicator, because I love the Dark Verse series, but... Okay. Um, in terms of actual ones I read, again, this is really hard and this is not in order, but, um, first was audited by the Anubis and it's like a part of the monstrous meat cute series. Oh, and, yeah. So I've been, I didn't even know that there were like rom-com type of monster books, which yeah. is a genre I got into recently which really means i feel like year. i would like that it's so cute yeah, i love it it's so cute <laughs> um yeah but it's by wendy go uh like van gogh and yeah <laughs> she comes from the van gogh bloodline that's why yeah, her we're really gonna put her artists <laughs> um so i really like that i think it was the first in her series and i'm excited for the other ones coming out i think there was a second one that came out a few weeks ago and i read it and i loved it wait can i before you go on can i ask what monster was audited about or like Um, featured featuring yeah so the monster is an Anubis, which is, I guess, oh. kind of like a demon. And really what the story is, there's like Earth and there are the, there's been like a, I guess, kind of like a decision with another planet. I don't remember the <laughs> name. And they've been like, uh, so this one is about um, a tax auditor, which is this Anubis. Oh yeah and like i didn't think i would like it i hate taxes Um, so you know he comes from this other world and he's like auditing her um because of her business but she recently had a breakup with a human guy who is horrible and like she had a business with him and he basically like i think he like he was just like abusive not physically but Mm. she just recently broke up with him and then her mother was managing her like business and hadn't filed the taxes properly which is why this Anubis comes in and they obviously yeah so I don't want to spoil it yeah Uh, yeah I think it gives it away like the Anubis and the uh, female character are going to end up together, but it's super cute, super sweet. And he's just like really protective over her. And she doesn't really like, he's not like your typical tax person. He, like, well, like, yeah, because he's an Anubis. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> if the IRS is filled with Anubis, maybe you would I do would... your taxes. Maybe I'd like consider. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'd be happy tax season. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was uh that was not my first like monstrous series that are like rom commy, but um one that I really enjoyed. And then another one was um 
Silent Lies by Neval Taj. I do like her books. Um, it's really about like a mafia romance. This girl, um, oh my god, I don't even remember because I've read so many of hers, so I probably like have um confused what they mean. <laughs> but I think the girl herself is like somewhat shy. Um, they're like basically forced into a marriage. She gets along really well with this guy's daughter he's like i'm never gonna fall in love with someone else because the love of my life my wife who like passed away is like gone um and yeah they and like all of this is really like brought up in the first chapter with his (laughs) point of view like the first three um obviously it's a romance with the happily ever after they get together but they have a lot of great sex scenes um Nival Taj really does the full trope of um you know like I will kill for her um mm. and yeah like he'll burn the world down and yeah I love her I love her characters and her uh female characters aren't really like meek and shy and like yeah. you know always a virgin so I really like that one and then Another one is this is like less smutty, but it was called The Burnout. Um, and it's by Sophie Kinsella, who I love. That I know you love Sophie Kinsella. I love Confessions of a Shopaholic. So they're <laughs> really in general, like I will never have anything bad to say about Sophie Kinsella. That is like um, a comfort author, I feel like, for you. She's good. And her smut, I feel like, is like, you know, it doesn't come off offensive to a lot of people. Mm. And her characters are really good. But what really got me was one, I totally like um relate to burnout, but she <laughs> like Oh, leaves- I know this book. I know this book. Yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. What got me like like a synopsis or something mm-hmm. about the book, but it was like she runs away from her office after like quitting and she's like, I'm gonna join a nunnery. And then she goes to the nunnery and they won't accept her. They like- want her to go back to work. <laughs> oh my god, this literally happened to my dad. But- oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, but I can't tell that story. That's where like episode one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> no but, but this, like, this is like what is this called like biographical fiction about you really though like I always talk about like I'm gonna become a nun like mm-hmm. so many times like I'm just gonna quit my job and become a nun and I truly would probably be rejected by nunnery and they would tell me to go back to work um and somehow the nunnery knew her boss and like her boss shows up as she's like interviewing at this nunnery to join it and they chase her out of like whatever you call like a nunnery like the church I guess and she monastery or is that like well it was in a city so I assume she just went to like a church because like in when I was in Portugal there was places that were like where the nuns were like before in history and they had like its own name but anyways yeah sorry not to do yeah so like either the monastery or the church yeah um somehow her boss comes in and is in like this all happens in chapter one to two (laughs) like this hasn't even gone into the story so relatable (laughs) (laughs) literally 
Um, and then, yeah, so she runs out, hits her head. Uh, she is, does not go back to work. Uh, she goes on, like, I think this, um, what do you call it? Like an excursion. She goes to like this hotel in the middle of nowhere, meets a guy, falls in love. Um, yeah, but it's funny. It's cute. I love the beginning. And I'm really sorry for anyone who's read The Burnout and I confused it with the plot of another story. But I do know I'm correct about the beginning. Um, I just read a lot of romance. So I <laughs> could possibly be wrong about that ending. But um, that she goes to this hotel. But yeah, um, those were my three. So Audited by the Anubis, um, Silent Lies, and The Burnout. Um Sounds like we read great books this year. I am definitely going to look at the Anubis one. That is very interesting to me. And I never thought about like a monster meet cute or like rom-com. I feel like that is a good way to dip your toes into monster romance. Yeah, it's just kind of like golden retriever of monsters. I love it. I love a golden retriever monster. I I don't know how I feel about golden retriever like male characters in romance, but maybe I would like it for monsters because that really helps to make them more approachable. A monster more approachable. A nice monster is more approachable than a scary one. Yeah, I would say it's a good starting point if you want to get into monster romance and um yeah. Okay. Next question. So from most to least favorite, rank physical, digital, and audiobooks. You go first. Um, so for me in general, um, I love physical books. That's my go-to read. But ever since like my eye has gotten worse, I like first of all, I used to be that person who was like, I would never read a digital book. That's like sacrilege. Um, <laughs> but uh because of my eye, I read digital books way more. Like I would say of my 210 books read last year, like at least 205 of them were digital. Um, wow. yeah, it's just because like, again, I can hold it closer to my face, the font yeah. is bigger, and I can read it in dark mode, which is just much easier for my eyes. So in terms of what I like, physical, digital, I don't listen to audiobooks. There's something jarring about listening to someone else's voice. I love my own voice in my head while I'm reading. <laughs> Um, also they just take forever to finish. Like I don't have, mm. like I could read the full book in three hours. <laughs> Instead, there is like six to 10 hours of an audiobook. Um, yeah. So in terms of what I like, getting back to that, I like physical, digital and audiobooks as preference. But in terms of what I read, I read digital the most and physical is my second one. And then audiobooks just don't exist in my Sophia verse. Respect. But what about you? What's oh yeah, order? sorry. I was waiting for you to say the next question, but then <laughs> I, I didn't even answer the question. Okay, so for me, most like I genuinely like all uh what what would you call it? Like methods of or format, like all reading formats. I do all of them, but so for me, like, it's all on the scale. Like, if it was on a scale, it's all towards enjoy. But for me, okay, physical, because, I mean, that's, like, the tried just, and true, right? It just feels feel, good. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Um, then digital, 
Specifically on my Kobo, though, I don't like reading on my phone or tablet or on my laptop. Like that's I don't want to do that. It hurts my eyes. And then audiobooks. I put audiobooks last because I genuinely do enjoy audiobooks, but I find that I'm more likely to drop a book if it's an audiobook because I just might not be in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so physical, digital, audio, but I like it all. Yeah, um, this also brings me back to how I read digital. I know you hate your phone. I love my phone. If I can do everything on my phone, I would. <laughs> Um, so that's also why I love digital because I can use iBooks, Kindle. Um, it's just also easier to track and save things. Like if I see a book and I'm like, I need to read it immediately, I can go and add it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas like a physical book, I might forget about it until I check my Goodreads. No, guys, um, like Soph turns on her oven with her phone. No, literally. <laughs> my light's all on my phone. She has my not touched tra- a light switch in years. No, I don't, like, <laughs> using a light switch, like, my house is either, like, one, my parents' house, it's all automated lights based on if you, like, are near it, like, if you walk in the room, it turns on. So sometimes I get confused in other people's house. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom. Why is it so dark? I totally forgot that that's not normal. And then um, me going into houses and I'm like, I have to use a switch for a lamp? Like, (laughs) okay. Um, But yeah, um, everything on my phone, my phone usage is like 10 to 12 hours since I've gotten my first phone. Um, (laughs) Like when you were in in middle school? school? Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think I got my first phone like either in grade eight or grade nine and Mm. I don't recall a time where I mean mind you Apple was the first one who gave you like a history of how many hours you did it so Mm. really in terms of tracking was when I turned uh, 17 or 18 yeah but yeah like for almost 10 years it's been at minimum nine hours if not 10 to 12 um, but I do everything on my phone and I listen to things on my phone and that just counts as hours spent hours on, phone. on your phone. Yeah. Um, but next question, um, what's a genre you don't like and why? For me, it's – I'm not really attracted to mystery or thriller books. <sighs> really? Oh yeah, because I used to love that shit. Like – And I loved serial killer documentaries. Like, I just wanted to know about really twisted and dark, gruesome murders. But then I was starting to realize that it made me very paranoid. And I just, like, was always planning in my head when I left my house how I would escape danger. (laughs) And, like, how I would beat people up. And, like, I would assess the weapons (laughs) in the room like I and okay I remember being a kid and just feeling like I would be fine because like I could throw the newspaper that would distract them and then I would like crawl under their legs like I just turn into an ant she turned into a spider like she would pull out the uh, Rio de, de Janeiro body cream and throw it at them <laughs> yeah. so the spiders would attack. No, like, literally. Like, de Janeiro, sorry. No. Yeah. <laughs> Rio de Janeiro. 
it'd be like, oh, there's a spider in the corner. I'm going to grab that and like make it bite me. And then I'll turn into Spider-Man. Yeah. So anyways, no, no, no. To get back to it, like I used to love it, but then it was making me really paranoid. And then I remember reading, I think it was Red Dragon, which is part of the Hannibal Lecter series. And it was so, there was this part that was just so disturbing to me and it just put me off since then. And then I think that like I've just, really leaned into this part of my personality that likes positivity and happiness. And so a lot of mystery thrillers, it's like what moves a plot along and what makes it good is that there's just like all this dark stuff. And that just doesn't seem, um, obviously not everyone, but that's just not, if that's what's making it interesting, like I... I don't, yeah, like, I don't really value that. Um, That isn't to say that I haven't read mystery and thrillers and that I wouldn't read them now and think that they're really good. But yeah, it just doesn't really work for me uh, because it makes me paranoid. I don't want murder to move along (laughs) a plot. And I just in general, I don't like dark stuff. Um, It's just so funny, the whole like thinking about how you'd like escape or like if something happened. I am so nonchalant about it. Like you're like you know, capture like, me. Yeah, no, I like did not me capture me. If but that's a weapon, like get it away. I want you to like, bring it to me. Like yeah. you want it gone, I want it near. But um, what I was gonna say is, my parents always watch like Law and Order and Criminal mm, Minds. I, yeah, I don't and, like stuff like that. Yeah, like I've been watching it since I was like six years old, and I love it. Um, so to me, I'm just like casually like, yeah, like right now I'm like rewatching Criminal Minds in the background. Like I'll be working and it's like <laughs> talking to a serial killer in the background for the past three, four weeks. And I do this multiple times a year and it's like vibes. Um, but the reason I stopped reading Mystery and Thriller, I went through like there was a list of like ones that sounded so good in 2022. Mm. And I have enjoyed them, but... Uh, like just throughout my life the reason I don't really gravitate towards them recently is they're just all like I know what the ending's gonna be and Mm. the thing that throws like I really like about a mystery and thriller is there's something at the end that like you know is not what I expected yeah and I really want that and just some of them have been the same plot so um but yeah I don't I don't it's neutral mystery and thriller for me but for a genre I don't like and why historical fiction (laughs) history I can read in terms of like it's nonfiction. it's about the world Mm. that type of history I can enjoy do I reach for it no I hate historical fiction. (laughs) You're like, why are we talking about this? (laughs) No, literally. Like, historical romance. As soon as I see historical romance, immediately, no. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, ooh, this plot looks great. This, and then it'll be like HR for historical romance, whether, like, wherever I go for it, like, as a genre. Immediately, no. I don't know why I can't get into it. There's something about, like, the whole, like, lady lords. Yeah. Like, wearing, like, a puffy skirt, like, it's just not the vibe. I don't like the fact that there's no technology. I love my phone, <laughs> as I mentioned. 
I don't like the fact there's no technology. I hate that there might not be a toilet um, in the book. Um, I hate that they might be in a tent or like they might be covered in mud and not be able to take a shower. Um, it just turns me off. Like there's one. It gives oh you ick. Start. just gives me the ick there's one i forget it's called like the dutch or something of rick's grave manor i wanted to read it so hard but i can't remember if it's monster or something else but i haven't it's like a top recommend i love the idea of the plot but it's a historical romance so she will never be read she might be recommended to people who like it it's just not for me. Historical fiction, not for me. I don't like the idea of there is fiction and there's no like ease of technology in the fiction. Like I don't I don't want to hear about things that I don't enjoy. And it's yeah. just not my vibe to know there's not a phone. Like a cell phone. I don't want to hear about a landline. Unless <laughs> it's necessary. Like if there's a landline, there better be a cell phone. Um but yeah, so I don't like historical romance. Have I seen Bridgerton? That's yet? literally what I was going to say. I've seen Bridgerton, but I hate watch it because mm. I run through shows so fast. Yeah. And I do it so I can comment about it. I don't do it because I like it. Um, I really like the last You just one. have to. Like, it's part of your job. Yeah. It's, it, <laughs> like, I need to be able to comment on things. Yes. But I really did like the last one because I like the two main actors. Mm. So, um. I think that's a little different. I really watched the first one because everybody watched it. And then my mom watched it. And I'm like, okay, I'm really behind if my mom watched Netflix. <laughs> um, like the first week it came out too, mind you. This woman watches everything on YouTube. She does not watch Netflix. She doesn't watch anything that's in English. That's so me. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't watch English stuff. So I was shook. Um, and it was COVID. So there was like no shows. And yeah, everybody yeah. was talking about it. And I'm like... Well, I can't, like, give commentary right now. And, yeah, now I can add to the negative comments. But I probably won't watch the rest. I don't really care about the other male characters. Mm. Um, and the actors playing them just don't do it for Wait, me. Wait, I thought you loved Pride and Prejudice. I do love Pride and Prejudice. But I guess that was contemporary, okay, though. Like, it was count. Oh, okay, okay. Classics don't count. I should clarify. A classic historical romance doesn't count. Okay. Pride and Prejudice love it Anna Karenina I wouldn't call it historical romance but I did love it I think it's different when it was written in a historical time yeah exactly okay. like it was contemporary like when it yeah. was written yeah yeah um I think that's different and it like yeah if it's written now I'm not gonna read it um historical romance that is a classic that I've read I will reread my two faves Anna Karenina and Pride and Prejudice. I watch Pride and Prejudice probably like once a quarter. Um, Matthew McFadden. Um, also, if there's a really good actor in the movie, I might dabble in the book. But yeah, mm. any historical fiction I read before probably liked and will still like. I will not touch any new ones. You will not be because, continuing. Yeah, I will not be continuing on adding onto that. I, like, I think Great Gatsby is historical fiction. Like, to <laughs> me, historical fiction is anything. There's no, like, Cell phone. convenient technology. Like, a what car is Potter? not convenient technology. Harry Potter, they have magic wands. But no. To do, to do their, like, uh, they have cell phones and they have cars. They have and cell phones? 
Yeah, in one of the cars. Like, I mean, it might be later on, but they do have cell phones in the muggle world. Um, hmm. Harry Potter does not count because they do convenience through magic. Okay. And that's that's okay. They have toilets. They have yeah. toilets. They got toilets, babes. They had toilets. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's okay. Nobody was going to an outhouse. Um, <laughs> yeah, or wiping themselves with, like, yeah. Um, But, oh, probably even more than historical fiction – I hate dystopian novels. I, yeah, um, if you, the things that you were saying that you don't like about historical fiction, I could see overlap in dystopian. Yeah, I don't know if Harry Potter and Hunger Games count as dystopian. I think Harry Potter is more fantasy. Yeah, Hunger I, Games, I think that's dystopian. Okay, so Hunger Games, I did not like. Wow. Um, I didn't like the movies either. I haven't watched the new one, but dystopian actually no i'll take it back dystopian is that one i don't like i watched last of us for pedro pascal so i love the show but that's literally because of pedro pascal Mm. um to see him i do not care about the plot i could not tell you what happened but there were (laughs) monsters in there yeah you love a monster (laughs) i do do love a monster so monster dystopian doesn't count because there's romance but um yeah i do not like dystopian books do not do not recommend me a dystopian <laughs> book like i will read it to phil As, like unless there's a monster but not read like read <laughs> yeah no i i will hear about it and i will commentate on it um that's why it's good that there's uh two book babes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just i don't care about the world ending yeah. I, it's already like it could not get worse it could not get worse and like I like women in gender studies taught me like how dystopian novels are really like these are the real lives of people who mm-hmm. have been like in like quote unquote third world countries, which is really just um, the Americans and Europeans colonizing. And I am going to go into the next question because that will be a very big topic. For <laughs> Like, I don't want to get canceled yet by, like... Mm-hmm. We're not getting me. canceled at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But, yeah, so... Next one. Next question. Favorite childhood book? For me, I remember loving the Weather Fairies series by Linda Chapman. I just... Those girls on the cover were so cute. I really... I am nodding here. I've never heard about this book, but I heard girls. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Feminist icons. I mean, they controlled the weather. (laughs) Like... Anyways, enough said. I love that book. I honestly don't really remember much about them, but I remember loving them and like getting one and just randomly picking one off the shelf and then going hungry for the other ones. And another thing about me is that especially, well, not really now, but as a kid, I'd only watch shows or like like books that I thought had pretty illustration and Weather Fairies really hit for me. And then also as a kid, like I think that the series I remember really just being so enraptured by and 
being obsessed with and just consuming me was the Twilight series and Harry Potter. I have never read Twilight or watched the full series. Really? You just never bought into the hype? I never bought into the hype. Is it because you didn't think they were cute? Um, I literally was like, this, like when it first came out, there was the whole thing, are you Twilight or Harry Potter? And I was like full on Harry Potter. Yeah. And then everything I've learned about it is against my will, but everything I learned about it, it was like immediately like, I don't care about this. Yeah. And then people have tried to get me to watch the movies. I watched like clips probably while the movie was playing, but I could not talk. Anything I know about it is against my will. I know the memes. I know the jokes. That's it. <laughs> you can commentate. Yeah, I can comment. I can comment on it, but I don't know what it's about. Yeah. So, Weather Fairies, Twilight, Harry Potter. Harry Potter for me, like that, is the one from my childhood that has, like, that is defining for my reading in my life. But I know Twilight. Twilight was like. The prerequisite. <laughs> yeah, Twilight. I don't know. I did love all the covers though. There was one with a pomegranate, I think. Yeah, and I really like oh, that one. I remember taking Twilight quizzes on Facebook to like test if you are a Twi hard or like who you <laughs> date and which character you would be. Like, I was all about Facebook quizzes. But, anyways, I digress. What about you? Um, for me. The only, okay, favorite childhood books, when I say childhood, I don't know what age I'm putting it at, but Harry Potter, I started reading when I was like five or six years old, apparently, (laughs) my father. So that's really the only book that are for children that I can remember for um, my childhood. And it still stayed with me. It still stays with me now. Mm-hmm. I can read one of those in three hours. I love it. I still read fan fiction about Dramini. Um The other books that I love that I read in my childhood but are not children's books that I love. This was- girl's going to say Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> that came out when I was like a teen, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So I didn't count it. But I have not read <laughs> I have not read Fifty Shades of Grey. I think I read the first one for a scene Mm. that I heard about. And I was like, there's no way this was written. And I like skipped to the chapter. It's a tampon scene. If anyone was wondering. (laughs) And I did not believe it happened. But um, I have watched the Fifty Shades of Grey movies, though, because they had really great soundtracks. And it was very They did, eh? Yeah. I watched the one that had um, The Weeknd, one of the songs by The Weeknd in it. Um, that was really th- that song was really good, not the movie. But <laughs> I say that was really good. But yeah, so I would ho- hold Harry Potter um, as a childhood yeah. children's book that was my favorite. But other childhood, me being a child and reading them is what I mentioned before: Pride and Prejudice, Anna Karenina, and oh I was obsessed with. Oh my god, who's the author of The Great Gatsby? F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, Scott Fitzgerald. I was anything by him. I was obsessed. Like I would write fan fiction, one direction that were titles of his book. <laughs> Sorry, The Great Gatsby. Who? Wait, which guy? No, which guy? Not, not The Great Gatsby. Okay. Not that one. But it was like, um, and again, I. One thing about me is I can forget things. So I can forget <laughs> things that were pinnacle to my life. 
But um, okay, so Tender is the Night. I uh, wait, use that as a title. Who, Beautiful and Damned. Use that as a title for. Who a fan are you fan. writing for? Which I guy was, in One Direction? I think it was Zane for one of them. Mm. I don't know which one. I think most of them with these titles were about Zane. Um, and this side of paradise, I definitely know that was. Wait, that might have been about Harry and Zane. Period. But it was a love triangle of choosing one. Um, none of them had a plot similar to the books. It was yeah. literally for the title. Um, You're grown yeah. now, so it wouldn't be a love triangle. It would be reverse harem. Yeah, yeah, it's a, a three. Yeah, yeah. Now I didn't even know Why you could choose? do multiple. Yeah, <laughs> like I was like, I was like ten, and like, like I didn't even know about like these um, situations with multiple people. But now, like, I'm into reverse harem, so I'm into polyamory, where I am the poly. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, I am the Amory. Basically, I'm the main character. I'm the Amor. <laughs> yeah. Like, like everybody's yes. obsessed with me. There is no intermingling. Yes. Uh, outside of intermingling with, with me. You. Or yes. with within. Um, but okay. yeah. So Before we move on from this question, I feel like this, I just have to ask because I think it really highlights what kind of people we are. So what is your hair? Harry Potter house. Okay, so my real Harry Potter house is Slytherin. For people who don't know me, I would say Ravenclaw. Mm. Because I don't want them to hate me. I am a Slytherin. <laughs> Every test I've taken has been Slytherin. Uh, when I was in college, I got Ravenclaw a few times, but I was taking those quizzes when I was really in my education moments. Academia. So, yeah. I have never gotten Hufflepuff. Um, <laughs> I would never. On any course. <laughs> like, wait, I, I feel like a Slytherin thing about you would be that you would answer the questions to make sure you got Slytherin. <laughs> oh, I did. I did. Like my okay. favorite animal, snake for sure. <laughs> <laughs> or like a black cat. Um, but... No, like, I I did that. And, like, I also did it for Ravenclaw. Like, when someone would be like, oh, let's do it together. I'm like, who is this person? And, like, what should I, like, frame myself as? Like, mm, that's I, very Slytherin every, of you. Yeah, like, there isn't a quiz that I have done that was related to Harry Potter where I could not realize what answers would lead to what house. But I will say once I did get Gryffindor, Gryffindor um, because I... I put a one answer about fighting. And, <laughs> and my... you thought that would get you Slytherin? Yeah. No, it, I didn't. Like, I, I think I actively knew, like, oh, I okay, okay. chose, like, that. And that my favorite color was, like, I liked the colors red and gold more than silver and green. Hmm. Um, or, like, there was a picture of something like that. And in my head, I was like, it's going to give me Gryffindor. And I did. Those two mm. questions, I guess, really hit the nail for that quiz. Uh, but that's probably happened once or twice in my life. But I always get Ravenclaw never or Slytherin. Mm-hmm. And the reason I get either or is because I um, make it so. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Okay, for me, <laughs> I would be... 
um, Ravenclaw or Gryffindor? I think that like I would be in Ravenclaw, but I have Gryffindor qualities. I feel like it's it would be like a reverse of Hermione, basically. I could see that. Yeah. Um, the other reason I also always have wanted either Slytherin or Ravenclaw is because I know Slytherin purebloods Draco Malfoy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only other house they really will go for is Ravenclaw. <laughs> Yeah, like being smart was really like my personality for a while. Um, mm-hmm. I blame my father, but like everything can be blamed on him. But yeah, that but is I very... do see Gryffindor for Gryffindor for you. I I can agree with that. And Ravenclaw, of course, because you actually are smart and you like math. Um, <laughs> I don't believe in numbers, but um, so I can saying this, but she literally would tutor me in math. But anyways, that doesn't mean she liked the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, being good at math is the reason I hate math. Yeah. I don't like being good at things I don't like. Um, so. That's a, that's actually a good uh, philosophy to have. Don't get good at the things that you don't like. Yeah. Unfortunately, that doesn't work for when you're in high school but yeah. in middle school. But once you don't have to worry about what college you're going to or grades, immediately don't do things you don't like. But also, everyone, basic math, I will say is a good life skill to have yeah and I so feels like or you could have a cell phone yeah like really like basic math sure but like you have calculators everywhere don't listen to your teachers that when you're adult you'll have to know things off the top of your head you will always have access to a calculator (laughs) and probably for the new kids chat gpt to do those very Mm. crazy math um things but don't cheat yeah don't don't cheat. cheat Okay, with that, next um, question. Next question. So your favorite type of female main, uh, main character or male main character? And really, this is towards romance books. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, if you don't know female main character, male main character, that's usually the terminology used for the romance genre. But to answer your question, female ca- main character – pretty much any kind of personality except I don't often jive with a female man character that is like written to be what I perceive as obnoxiously quirky or ultra girl boss I don't like that or supremely insecure but everyone is in love with her. I feel oh like bad that saying one. that because I'm like, I don't want to. I love all women. But I... those are the kinds of characters that like, I don't know, maybe I can't relate to them. Or that's that just like very one. not me and like consciously not me. So I can it can be hard for me to spend a whole book with them. Um, and then for main male character, I love a stoic we love male lead but is nice to people like I like stoicism but not like I feel like that can be confused or written as like grumpy and mean Mm. 
I like grumpy is don't like yeah. Him. Like I don't really I don't know if how much I like grumpy. I like stoic, but like if he's rude to her or he's rude to other people, I really wouldn't like that. And I don't like when like he's nice to her, but then rude to other people. Ooh, no, I like that. <laughs> um, but yes, that's me. Tell me about you. <laughs> so for me, like. And this doesn't mean I only read this, but the ones that I like are the women who are not girl boss, but they are very confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. And in like romance genre, they would probably be seen as like the grumpy or the icy or the cold uh, girl. Like she just really does what she wants to do. She doesn't, she's like very open with taking lead and Mm -hmm. that's very much me so that's why I really like those characters I don't like a super girl bossy character um I don't mind if there is some aspects of them being really interested in their job and Mm -hmm. not putting like romance over it but I don't like the ones where it's like their only life um unless it's really like them realizing they can't do it anymore and they have to leave and that's mm-hmm. like the first quarter of the book only um AKA i also burn out by sophie kinsella <laughs> exactly. and um i really hate um the virgin trope mm. i do not care if you're a virgin or not in real life i hate virgin fmcs and books because of the way they're written because that is literally their story that is the only thing about them that matters in the story (laughs) and it's like they are they're just written as very like naive girls and who don't know anything about anything and um yeah, I I don't like them. Usually if I see that trope or it's very uh obvious within like the book synopsis, I won't go for it. But for me, the ones I love are those really like strong, bold female characters. Um yeah. For main male character, I love uh one, as you can see, I do love a good golden retriever. Um, I love a guy who's very uh, really like any man who's in love and obsessed with her and puts her first. AKA I don't me. Care, <laughs> yeah, like who puts me first yeah. within the romance book will burn the world down for her. Love it. Um, of that genre of men is uh the um kill her. Uh, not kill her. Oh my god! <laughs> kill everyone for her. <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about things that I want happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> and the golden retriever. I think they're just so cute and nice. I have recently just kind of been over the grumpy guy trope because it's mm. like grumpy sunshine, and the girl is just way too quirky, way mm, too like I see that, yeah, uppy, and like the guys giving vibes in the beginning that he's not lusting after her it's all internal and I'm yeah like, yeah tell her tell her you're obsessed with her mm-hmm. um yeah I don't I don't care about your mental thoughts here um but yeah I I like um yeah so those are the two uh main male characters I like um everything else I don't like it's <laughs> this is not about women where I like all woman yeah. um yeah you like, like all I, women pretty much and then only like two types of men yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I do love a villain man i do love a villain we know Draco malfoy 
Yeah. Hero man. Mm. Hero mm. for her. Yes. Mm. Hero to the world. Whatever. <laughs> like, I do not care about anyone else. Um, yeah. I. Yeah. Respect. Respect. Okay. On to the next. What is a book you wish you could send to your younger self? I will say that a book that has really, I feel like, shifted gears for me um, that I read a few years ago is Laziness Does Not Exist by Devin Price. And in this book, the author is basically dispelling these myths about productivity and laziness um, and then basically give you reassurance that like you don't need to follow these things you don't need to feel bad about yourself you are allowed to rest and I think that it was reading that book was just like the affirmation I needed and I think about it all the time still when I have to make a decision like a lot of times when I'm making a decision on do I continue moving forward and working or do I let myself rest and oftentimes, like thinking about that book, I'll rest. If I have to, if I even mm-hmm. like I'm debating that, it probably means I need to rest. Um, whereas before that wouldn't even be a question. I would keep working. And that has led to really intense burnout in my life. So I think that if I had read this earlier, I could have came to the same achievements that I've had in my life, but in a much, much healthier way. But everything happens for a reason. So I'm glad that I read it when I did and no regrets. What about you? Um, That is so valid to your personality type because for me, I love to do nothing. So I would recommend <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sorry. anyone to read books about doing nothing. I will never read them. Yeah. I'm like, you guys you can write it. about it, but you don't know the level of nothingness I can do while doing <laughs> things. Like my mind is at like negative 100 when I'm doing things. Um, so like I could sleep all day um, and that is my doing thing. So I would agree. I also wish I could send that to your child self oh just God. so you could uh, feel chill. Um, yeah, feel chill, but validated in doing yeah. nothing. Yeah. Um, for me, as a child whose parents made them read at least one novel per week, the size of Harry Potter, and who then ended up being addicted to reading books, I would send myself no books. I yeah. would send my, <laughs> I would remove books from myself. Like I would almost remove every book that wasn't Harry Potter or like I would remove almost all the classics because I, I became like a snob of like, mm. oh, I only read classics. I'm so above everyone. Um, I would... I would remove books from my life because I don't wouldn't remember them. So no lessons were learned. Um, I would remove Dr. Seuss because I'm like, <laughs> why did anyone read them? And why do I know about Dr. Seuss? Like, why do I know about this cat? <laughs> or like about green eggs and ham. Like the only one is maybe the Grinch because I do like the movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think I needed the book. Um, so you needed some would- weather fairies. I know. Maybe I would have sent myself that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I would send myself no books. And if possible, I would have removed books. Which mm-hmm. ones I don't know, but it looks like my brain has removed them for me. Yeah. So- <laughs> it's funny because this, our answers were too 
take care. Like we answered it in a way to take care of our younger selves. <laughs> I needed a book and you needed no books. <laughs> you needed less. Um, so for the next question, what's a book? Uh, sorry, who's an author you won't get near? And I just need to come out and say it, Margaret Atwood. <laughs> that was all I, one breath. <laughs> so I don't like Margaret Atwood. I don't like her as a person. I don't like her books because they're dystopian. And like when I say as a person because I think she's sad, mm. um, I don't like anyone who is transphobic. Um really like just bigoted in any way okay wait before Um, sorry to cut you off i need to say we also don't like jk rowling oh yes yeah like harry potter exists she did not write it agree okay anyway sorry keep on going um yeah so i don't like margaret atwood and the reason why she stands out as first is so i went to university of toronto and they put like their favorite people on this walk around school (laughs) And her face is everywhere on these flags up there. And me as someone who doesn't have great vision, I can see her face and her name and the years that she was at UFT. That's how big they are. The font and the size. So this is why she stands out the most. She, Um, like, if you are in Toronto and you're kind of clued into Margaret Atwood or just, like, but uh, I think if you particularly enjoy reading, like, you'll see how she kind of follows you around the city. (laughs) Yeah, this is really a Toronto lore person. I think if I was not in Toronto, I might not have this, like, one breath of, like, not. Like, that's an author I won't get near. Um, But I lived in Toronto, so that is a part of me. And then a second one, and I think you can agree here, Colleen Hoover, I have read her books before she became popular mm-hmm. because my friend said, you need to read it. Um, I read it. And one, some of the words like, big baby balls. Um, I don't know if I can say that <laughs> on podcast. <laughs> I was like, okay. Okay. Not um, book babes banter, but, yeah. you know. Different you heard, Yeah. Um, and if you didn't hear it, I'm sure you know what I mean by BBB. Um, <laughs> and her men, they weren't grumpy. They weren't stoic. They did not like women. And they specifically did not like any of the women <laughs> that were the main female character. Um, I don't even know how it's categorized as romance. Um, but yeah, Colleen Hoover is another one. And the main reason is she's just become so popular as somebody as a romance author and the relationships in them. I'm like, we like, it's written in a way where these are seen as good relationships. Yeah. Yes. Whereas like a dark romance author gives you trigger warnings or like other ones that have like more toxic characters give you a trigger warning. So it's not like that for Colleen Hoover um and she's just really famous and really big now and I will not go near any of her books knowing what these men are like Mm -hmm. and the weird BBB situations of it all (laughs) Uh, any other authors no not that I can think of um which probably just means I literally won't read their book because I'm not thinking of them Okay. Respect. Okay. For me, 
authors I won't get in here agree. I've had Colleen Hoover down. Not, I don't like have a strong aversion, but I just am not really interested. I have heard of Colleen Hoover back when I was like, in middle school like when her books really came out, she's been writing that long that, I feel like yeah I feel like I remember oh like watching booktube when I was in middle school like definitely when I was living in my parents like a specific house um in my childhood and that was like middle school high school but I feel like yeah like she's been around for a long long time and when I heard about those books then I still wasn't really interested um and then now I still am not um, just because like the premise isn't very appealing to me. And then I, I'm not going to lie. The hype as well, like kind of makes me take a step back. Um, and I think just to com- uh, to add on to the point you said about how they are viewed as real romance, like I disagree with that as well. I'm sure for some people, they feel like they can really relate to it and they feel comfort in the relationships they're reading in her books. But for me, just from what I've heard, that isn't my experience. And I don't think that you should feel like these bad things is what a real relationship, a real and valid relationship is. Um, um, I have, I think I've read one or two of her books and I think one of them is called Ugly Love. It's yeah. the book cover with the blue. Uh, it's blue. I think it's watery. Yeah. And yeah. another one I read was Verity, but my friend told me. And again, this is before she became popular on socials mm-hmm. and stuff a few years ago. I read this a few years ago. Um, and Verity, my friend told me, was more of a mystery yeah. and not romance. So that's why I read it because I did not like Ugly Love. Um and I don't know anything about her personally, but the content of her books in romance. I just want to say you should not be with men who um, don't like you. Period. Don't like who say things about not liking you or not being with you. Um, and that's it. Okay. That's how I will end that. And then my last author is Celeste Ng. <laughs> I'm not even going to get into that what you're laughing about but Celeste Ng I read Little Fires Everywhere and I thought it was boring I didn't like it I don't even know why I I that was a book I didn't finish um same and I'm I'm perfectly okay with that and then her other books I just haven't really been interested in so I it's not that like the question is what's an author you won't get near like that obviously that's a a bold a wording like but honestly it's kind of true like I don't really see myself reading Colleen Hoover or Celeste Ng in the future yeah and I think like at least for this question for me it's like a name of an author I'll see and I immediately will say no and again like Celeste Ng is one of those where I probably wouldn't go near her books like that genre I don't know what her genre is I only read Little Fires Everywhere because the show was going to come out. Yeah. And I DNF that book. Um, Did you watch and the I show? Really, I watched the show because I love Carrie Washington and she was in the oh. show. Um, yeah. The parts that I did read of the book, she, her writing style is not for me. Yeah. And then, you know, 
the other stuff that I was laughing about, about her mm. New York <laughs> Times article. But we won't get into that. We'll go into the next question. Um, okay. Uh, actually, I think this follows the last one really well. What's a book you didn't finish and why? For me, I didn't finish Spanish Love Deception by mm-hmm. Elena Armas. And I think she has another one like that's popular, like American Roommate. That's something like that. I don't know. But I didn't I had to start reading this because I felt like the main uh the male main character was actually rude. Um mm-hmm. I remember there was a scene where he just said something really snarky to one of his coworkers and Was it Enemies to Lovers? Yeah. I think it is, yeah. Um, but then I that just turned me off, and I was just like, if I was actually in a meeting and someone said that to me, I would I would not respect this guy at all. And then I felt like with the female main character, there was like just at the beginning, at least, because I don't even think I made it past like chapter two. But I just felt like there was some internal monologue that I thought was mean spirited in some parts. Like basically, the scene that really just turned me off was that it was. The the two characters are co-workers and they're in a meeting. And then I just felt like she had mean internal thoughts about their one of their co-workers. And then the main the male main character actually said something rude. I was like, I don't I don't vouch for this couple. Like <laughs> so I just I just gave up on it. Uh what about you? Um I didn't read Spanish Love Deception. Not not that you that's the question you asked yeah. me, but I need to comment. Um <laughs> I didn't read it, not for the same reasons as you, because I had no idea what it's about. Um, but I forget. I don't think I like the book cover. And then I might have heard stuff uh, about the plot that I'm like, I'm not into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also don't like office romance unless the man mm. is the boss, owner, super rich. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, for me, a book I didn't finish and why, I just mentioned Little Fires Everywhere. I totally forgot about that. But uh, one that was most recent, and this is from my list of books from like kind of work related to business and stuff and like life, blah, blah, blah. Um, I guess in the genre of self-help. And those are a lot of books that I DNF because I read it and I'm like, this is not going to help me in any way. Um, it was 24 hours is all it takes. The first advice he gave was to wake up earlier and choose to sleep <laughs> less. And immediate DNF. Yeah, like I'm like you should have saved that for the last. Like I agree, morning routines are pinnacle to me. I have a morning routine that does not affect my sleeping habits. The only thing that does is if I have a really early morning meeting yeah, with yeah. Europe or Asia, um, or with my doctor. But yeah, um, again, morning routines can be done in 10 minutes. You do not have to give up on your sleep. Nothing in the world will be a reason where I won't prioritize my sleep. And if that's your advice for 24 hours, how to make the best of it is to sleep less. Agree. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was one that I DNF'd. I could not tell you who the author is. I won't even try to look up who it is because... I don't think anyone should go search it up. Um, (laughs) Wait, before we move on, I do want to say one other book that I, two other books that I stopped reading and I, and I think it's because they have similar themes. I didn't finish A Man Called Uwe 
And I think that's by Frederick Bachman. And then I, I didn't finish the regret, uh, the collected regrets of Clover. And I don't remember who that's by, but I didn't finish it because I thought it was going to be so sad that I just could not bear it. So it's both about oh, like God. lonely characters. And I think that the point is that they'll, e- they eventually find um, community and then they become happy. But like that is just too close to home to me. And it's so triggering that I couldn't finish. It's not because I'm sure they are great books, but I just don't think I can handle it. It doesn't, and it, like I'm in a really strong mental state, but. That's just still too much. I read Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. I, like I really liked that. I loved that book. I think I gave it five stars, but it was so like I cried so hard in that book. And I felt like an emotional and book hangover after that. So I just like, uh, I don't really, I think that was enough yeah. for me in that type of genre. genre. Yeah. But anyways, um, next so next question, what's a book cover you love? I will say I am that person who does judge a book by its cover. I think if you're at the point where your book's going to be published in a cover, you should have a good cover. Um, We're not surprised. I yeah, <laughs> I, I don't care about digital covers. Like, I get it. There are a lot of indie authors. Um, I'm not judging you. I mean, yes, but no. I will still read your book. I will judge it, but I will read it. Um, That isn't to say I haven't bought books where I don't love the cover of, but I will gravitate towards buying a book just because of the cover. Hmm. Um, I, oh my God, I I forget. It's like like the third sex or the second sex, something like that by Simone de Beauvoir. Um, I love it. Once I say the cover, everyone will know it's hot pink with green lips and a cigarette in her mouth. Mm -hmm. Love that cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh my god, I totally forgot the name. Love that cover. One of my like that's probably like top. Uh, one that's more recent is Rouge by Mona Wad. I did not realize the book was kind of like in a way like a spooky horror book, like Halloweeny horror, not like gory or anything. Mm. Um, I have that book on my shelf. I haven't read it. I just love the cover. It's black and red. It really. Like, I don't know. I thought it was going to be about cabaret. I have no idea why. <laughs> I thought that was the vibe of the book looking at it. Um, but I do like the fact that it's, like, giving kind of, like, spooky fall. And I probably will read it right now because the weather in my area is giving spooky fall. Uh, whereas in actual fall time, it was very summery. Mm. Ooh. Um, but I do like it. I love a matte black book cover. Like, I'm going to be honest. That... That turns me on. Um, yeah, I'm looking at the cover right now. It's really nice. And I didn't know that this was the author of Bunny. Has I have not read Bunny. Do you know it? No. Mm, yeah, I know that one. Uh, oh, actually, I think I've... No, I think it's just Bunny that I've heard of from that author. But for me, a book cover I love is... Well, this is a series, but I love the Celestial Kingdom series by Sulin Tan. The book itself, both of them, the books themselves, both of them in the series, five out of five for me. I would Mm -hmm. highly recommend, but the covers are also so gorgeous. And I'm not the type of person to buy books, really, but 
I did buy Heart of the Sun Warrior and I felt like just having the cover really would add to the reading experience. Like everything I'm not hit- even going to Google what they look like. I love the title, so I might buy them because of the titles. You might like it. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's fantasy and there's romance and the female main character is like a very she has her own individual identity as well. And it's just like a fun it's a fun story as well. So I'd recommend. Okay, last question. Wait, oh, one thing I want to bring back to books uh or genres I won't read is if the setting is in high school or if they're under 18, unless I read it when I was under 18. Mm. And again, it's because I read a lot of romance, but even if the ones I don't, um, I won't read it. It like, it's just like in my brain, I'm just like, I don't need to like, it's just weird yeah. to me. I don't want to say the P word, but that's how I feel about <laughs> it. Um, it, yeah, it rhymes with Fredo. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I won't go to them unless like Harry Potter, I read it as a kid. So yeah, unless yeah. I read it as a kid or I'm reading with someone who is a kid and I probably will with my goddaughter. Yeah. Um, yeah, where I have to visualize myself as a character. I Mm-mm. And I generally do with the female main characters of any book. Um yeah, I won't read about ones where the characters are under 18 or the settings are in schools. Um, yeah. And um, I guess, like, you mainly read romance as well, right? Yeah. So that would make sense for me. No, I mean, like, if you read YA romance and you're over 18, that's yeah, fine, yeah, too. That's fine. Um, but, I like, I'm just trying to say I see where you're coming from. I do really like YA well, well, actually, I haven't read YA in a long time, but I really like middle grade. Um, but I would say I'm a really diverse reader, so I don't know if I've read a lot of YA or middle grade romance in a long time, but I've definitely read middle grade books uh, in other genres. Yeah, and like you said, I know a lot of people who read them, totally not judging anyone who does. Yeah. It's just personally for me, I just can't relate it. Yeah. To- yeah, so that I had to throw out there. Okay, and finally, to close us out, what is a book you're looking forward to reading in 2024? Um, So first, these are the two 2023 books that I wanted to come out, but they Mm. didn't. And the main one I really hope does come out in 2024 is Syndicator um, by Runix. And then Some Sketcher is supposed to have a new book come out it was supposed to come out last year. Hopefully it comes out this year. I, at this point, I think it's called Sinner's Atone. Um, I'll be happy if it comes out, but at this point, I'm just like not, I'm like, whatever. Like if it comes out, I will read it, but it's not one. I'm like, oh my God, I really need it to come out this year at this point. Um, but in terms of books that are actually coming out this year, um, it's going back to that like monstrous, monstrous meet cute series by Wendy Go, um, inked by the Ithaca. I have not looked at what it's about. Okay, I this, just, like, I'm going a, is he a tattoo in. artist? I'm assuming. I have no idea what an Ithaca. Yeah, I was gonna is. say <laughs> that was my um, next question. And again, I do not. Um, I do not. 
I'm not going to look into it. I'm just – I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um. So that's it. I don't really know. I, I know, yeah. I read books so fast. The ones that I wanted to read this year, I have. They were all monster romances so Sorry, far. the books you wanted to read this year, you have. It's it's January 5th. Six. Yeah, because I haven't looked at other books <laughs> that are going to come out the okay. rest of the year. Oh, I see what you mean. I see and what you they mean. came out in January, yeah. <laughs> and they were all mo- monster romances by indie authors. Um, so I don't have a list of books, and I don't really go into a year with a list of yeah, books same. that I – yeah, yeah, I don't really go into that. I go in, and again, it's because I read so many books. I they come when they I come. I want to read it. Yeah, yeah. if I want to read it, I will probably just read it in the same day that I thought about it. Yeah, I feel you. For me, a book I'm looking forward to reading in 2024 is Pests: How Humans Create Animal Villains by Bethany Brookshire. And I don't know too much about it. I know it's nonfiction and she's just going to, I think she'll go into um, just different animals that we deem as pests and maybe give background as to why. And then it's supposed to like unveil what that says about us as humans and our belief in the natural order of things. And like I said, I really enjoy reading about nature and animals. And I have a lot of empathy for pigeons, which I feel like a lot of people hate. Um, So yeah, I'm interested in that. Um, It's so funny because pigeon, pigeon lore uh, (laughs) is something that me and my coworker talk about a lot. And yeah, we have a group chat with one of my bosses, like my actual bosses, Mm -hmm. about pigeons and um we'll need to connect on that yeah the story of pigeons history of pigeons pigeons and the pigeons i just need to say are that girl okay yeah yeah i can talk about pigeons all day um and probably some other animals i forgot about that being said we've been going on for like about 90 minutes so we'll end the podcast here um in our show notes you'll find a link to our um episode and just the list of the books and the book tag and all the questions we brought up in this episode we're tagging all of you to do the tag but if you do it or if you post it on social feel free to tag us in it um but yeah, you'll be hearing from us every other Saturday. So be sure to come back to more bookish rambles. And follow us on Instagram at Banter. And if you like the episode, be sure to give us five stars on your podcast listening app. We'd love the love. And see you soon, book babes. Happy reading. Happy reading.